Welcome back to This Is The Way, the way to the Bennett Brothers Mandalorian podcast. Here are the Bennett Brothers. Hang on. Now they're here. I'm Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. Oh, I just walked up. Didn't, it was great. Boy, are his arms tired. What? <laughs> Thank you for joining us. It's been a minute since we talked to you guys. Life has been busy. Life has been crazy. But we're back. <laughs> Joel! <laughs> well, my life has been busy. Jerry's got no life. <laughs> Nothing but time. Nothing. I could have done 20 podcasts in the last day. But we're here. We're going to talk to you about this last season, season three of The Mandalorian. We're going to talk about things we like, things we didn't like. This was season I'm four. curious. Season three. This is season know, three. <laughs> chapter 17 through chapter 24. So yeah, eight chapters. episode season. Yeah, we're gonna talk about spoil it. Talk about it. Yeah, talk. <laughs> so we're hope we're glad you're back joining us. Um, you know the normal facebook.com slash Bender Brothers Podcast, Bender Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. I think we're still on Twitter. Do we get a blue check mark? I don't even. I don't know. know. I'm gonna blow the dust off that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there we go. Bender Bros Pod. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna talk here. Yeah, and oh, we will try. We didn't see it at the theaters. The first time we didn't see it at the theater, we didn't see Shazam. Nope. Fury of the Gods. Yeah, yes. The attack of Helen Mirren. What? Why? Because is the DC universe done? It doesn't matter. I don't care about that because that's like knowing that the last one movie coming up, like if they were to say, like, by the way, the next Avengers Secret Wars is the uh, is is the last one, I wouldn't go, well, there's no more forward. I'm like, I want to still want to see it. That's okay. like watching Daniel Craig's last or, James Bond. Well, he's okay. not doing any more. What's the point? If you if someone goes, hey, should I watch the Fantastic Beast movies? What would you say? No, because they're not that good. But uh, but if they I were think they good, are pretty good. But I think they got, I think got progressively worse. Well, I, I just well I disagree with that. Okay. But like you know what I'm saying? Like it's one of those things. Like oh, this is gonna go out with a whimper. Okay, uh, maybe maybe. Well, you're talking to the wrong guy because. We watched New Mutants and it, and and Dark Phoenix and, and Twisted Fox was way done with those things. We sure did, but so. we didn't watch them in the theater. We didn't see I think we saw the Dark theater. Phoenix. I think I saw, oh, we thought, I saw Dark I think, Phoenix. Yeah, in the yeah we saw that one. <laughs> I don't know. Shaz- and you know, here's the thing. I, if you've listened to our podcast, I love Shazam. And I should probably love this movie. And I really enjoy Black Adam. So I should. But you know what? I think it's probably. I think it's on digital already. It is. But we will. So there's no stopping us will, from telling, hey, well, Ryan. You know, you, you know what's stopping <laughs> us is, is, is us spending a dime on Which is not that. But again, it's also going to be on HBO Max, the premiere day when mm-hmm. they turn into max translation we want kids so you know the we, hbo is considered too adult and i'm like do you realize that the max in hbo max is reference to cinemax which everybody calls skinemax so if we just start if, if everybody is starts two going is it three X's? so if everybody starts on. talking about online before max launches hey looking forward to the new hashtag skinemax premiere hbo is gonna go oh no they called it Ning. We gotta go back to Discovery. That's so stupid. HBO is such a good name. I don't understand. They were no. They were worried about children. See, HBO is not known for launching a lot of children's shows. <laughs> Fraggle Rock, and so they think it's all gonna just be adult stuff. That's why parents weren't doing it, which is a joke. They HBO is up there with Disney putting out the best television. I don't. Yeah, understand. that people love that uh, Velma kid show they put out recently. Was it for kids? 
Well, then what the hell can they do and leave HBO in the name? Anyway, we got way off topic there. But we are going to keep, we're going to go back to that. And obviously, we haven't talked since we talked to you guys, but the Jerry and I have a not bunch talked. of trailers <laughs> kind of leaked and came out officially regarding Star Wars, which we saw the Ahsoka trailer, which we're very excited for. That'll be a show that we will be doing. And uh, there was uh, something for Skeleton Crew, which I did see, but it was a leak, Star Wars Skeleton Crew. There was another one for the Star Wars Acolytes, which was a leak, which I saw. There was something else that came out. There was two that came out. At, 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 what am I missing? Ahsoka. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, no. Well, I'm thinking of Indiana Jones. You know what? We're, we're going to do Indy because it's hmm. Lucasville and it's also Indiana Jones. Can't be any worse than the last one. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm so torn. And we've talked about this on our podcast before. I don't know how I feel about watching trailers anymore because I feel compelled to watch them. But then they give away so much, they spoil so much that I'm like, what if I just went into a show not knowing anything about it, right? I mean, that seems to be the that seems should be this should be the way to go. For instance, we're watching Picard. What if we never watched a trailer for Picard and we were just being surprised along the way with seeing some of our old the old crew return? Would it be a better? I don't know. I don't know, Jerry. Although that being said, your reaction to the Picard trailer. With Moriarty. It was <laughs> incredible. <laughs> By the way, Star Trek Picard season three is right now everything Joel and I and Debbie have been wanting for 20 plus years. It's after after two, is, after yeah. one season of, okay, it's fine. And after a second season of, look at the show, look at the show. After episode two, <laughs> Cagney and Lacey. It was terrible. It's what we wanted after first contact. And we haven't had it since. No, yeah, exactly. And two Star Wars. Throw two, those two, other two, two movies, movies away. And, Insurrection and Nemesis. And two, uh, two garbage. <laughs> yes, we finally gar- got it. <laughs> now, there was hints. So you came here for The Mandalorian, you said. <laughs> so at this point now, hopefully, you, we should give a, a time. We should say a, It's you been know six minutes. Yeah, they listen on time. Us forever. They listen on time seven, five, and it, it's only been a minute for them. So. Star Wars Visions 2. You didn't like Visions 1. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. I did not like it. I was like, ah, oh, I don't care for a lot of the art styles. I thought it was hokey and useless. Not if they were doing like a what if style, that'd be great. You know that uh, when the theater for the Pixar film comes out for uh, Elements or Elemental, which mm-hmm. is the one where there's fire and water and stuff like that, there's a short in front of it, and it's the last of the Doug days. And it's the last, they actually have one oh, more with Lou. It's called Carl's First Date or something like that. So they actually have one more with Ed, Ed Asner as Carl, which is going to be that's awesome. Great. I heard people like, in the th- people have seen it, they like tear it up. It's awesome. And that's true. But remember how excited we were for Toy Story 4. They have more Don Rickles stuff. They recorded more Don Rickles stuff. We're going to be great. He's going to be so funny in this movie. He had three lines in it. Ah, oh, you suck Toy Story 4. I like Toy Story 4. But yes, I could have gone for more of him. Yeah, right? Uh, so, yeah, I'm... Again, we're here for The Mandalorian. <laughs> well, this is, uh, going back to, to Star Wars, like, I'm excited because Star Wars has been hitting it out of the park, so I'm, yes. looking, forward, I'm looking forward to all that. But, but Going back to your Pixar thing. <laughs> here we go. I'm, I'm a couple movies behind on Pixar. I have a one-year-old. I'm just going to wait. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch them with it anyway. So you haven't watched Soul? I did watch Soul. Onward? I did watch Onward. Maybe Onward. Uh, the, I, I, the furry, furry, I got the furry period one. Red, I didn't Red, see that. Yes. Furry period. Well, you got there, didn't you? No, I did. Damn it. <laughs> uh, are you there? God, it's me, Pixar. I think they called it. <laughs> there was another one. Yeah. Oh, well, there's Lightyear. I didn't see Lightyear yet. I like Lightyear. It wasn't as good as it could have been, but it was pretty good. So you like Man- Toy Story 4, so that's not really There you go. Wow. All right, Mandalorian Season 3, eight episodes. We're going to go through each one, and 
I thought it was a great season, but there are a couple things that could have been better, and there are a couple things that are incredible. This uh, last season, John Favreau did write all eight episodes of the season. Uh, he did have someone working with him on that, but it was coming from him because that's because David Filo- Dave Filoni was busy with Ahsoka for the most part. And Bad Batch, yeah. and his movie. Oh yeah, the movie's gonna come. Yeah, which he's also just came out and said that the movie's not the end of the Mandalorian. He's like, that's just that's the end of that storyline that's gonna happen. Mando's gonna keep going again. All they got to do is just give him money for his voiceover. They just keep putting people in there. see his face in this season. Yes, there's a thing about that I, that just came out too. Which first off, I've heard, I did listen to another podcast and they were like, oh, he couldn't take his helmet off. I'm like, get out of here. I don't want the helmet off. Do you, do you want, I'm sorry, do you want Darth Vader to take his helmet off too? Well, that's different. He's not the antagonist. Get out of here. Get out of here. I don't like, keep the helmet on. I know you got Pedro Pascal. You can see his face and everything, but he was busy shooting. He was right busy reason. shooting The Last of Us. Yeah. It has to be the right reason for him to take his helmet off. And I think the previous two seasons gave it the right reason. You know, Judge Dredd should really have taken his helmet off it in that last the... Dredd movie. Good. I mean, that's the same thought process. I need to see his eyes for voting. Yeah. Don't start me on that. Oh, God. <laughs> God. So, what did you think? And overall, hmm. keep short, general thoughts on this third season. What did I think? And you can compare. Gonna, we got to remember we're coming off of Andor, which is some of the best Star Wars stuff they've done. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. So man, and but we're also coming on the, off the heels of also Boba Fett. I like Boba Fett and Obi Wan. I liked Obi Wan. Mandalorian, re-kicked, kicked, uh, restarted the. It was the. It was the the first. It was Disney the anti Kathleen Kennedy. It, it was the first show, and 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 I've enjoyed it. We have since had really good Star Wars. So this was good. I have never, and this is just me, the Mandalorian stuff has never interested me. I've never been like, I love what's going on with the Clone Wars. love what's going on with Mandalore. I love the Mandalorians and Death Watch. I love those. I've never done that. I've never been that way. Like, Boba Fett's cool, but that's it. And Boba Fett's not even a Mandalorian, technically. You know, so it's like... No, he is. Technically, he is. He's a clone. It's hard to... But I... Mandal- they, they took the cool figure of Boba Fett and they're like, what if we had a bunch of these cool of course. figures? Uh, and that's fine. For me, Star Wars is the lightsabers and all that. Until Andor came and I was like, now it's the politics. I really, I mean, I've always liked well, the politics Well, yeah, I get too. that, but Mandalorian was, Han- was the Han Solo part of the universe. And it's it was fine. the Han Solo part, you know? And it, But we already have Han Solo and that was, that yeah, was awesome. Yeah, that out? It was, that's... So, so that being said, I'm not Mandalor- Mandalore is not my favorite storyline, nor do I care about it, nor do I, I want to see others. I want to see lightsabers. I want to see forces. I, but I did enjoy this. I enjoyed it. I watched it every week when it came out right away. It was appointment viewing. So, yes, I was. I enjoyed this. But I don't think it's not It's not my favorite Star Wars of all time. It's. I don't know if it's lost its luster a little bit, too, because there's more Star Wars, good Star Wars out there. I don't know. And plus, how much work... How much heavy lifting are they doing to try to make the 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 sequel trilogy work? <laughs> That's also maybe That's one of the problems. That's the whole thing. We are in a situation where like they're going to have to just spend a ton of time doing this. The to clone, fix that. cloning, Snow cloning the Emperor. They may make it work because of that. Who knows? Why doesn't anyone know that they fly when clearly they're always flying? <laughs> they fly now. <laughs> Somehow they fly now. Yeah. Whew. So yeah, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the season. I enjoyed uh, I, and I would have never picked this up, but I enjoy other people pointing out that that's this, there's been a lot of Jewish metaphor throughout this whole thing, and I thought that was really interesting. The idea of the last tri- biblical, the bib- bib- biblical, yeah. Old Testament biblical. Yeah, and I thought that was really I thought that was really well done when you look at it the way. You don't need to know that in order to enjoy the show, but it's definitely a testament to it. 
Where do you want to go now? Oh, I was just waiting for you to ask me what I thought of it. You already said what you saw, thought of it. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. What did I say? You said I, re- I really enjoyed it. Like, that was a general statement. I was just going to get into some specifics of it. Ah! You wasted your chance. No, what did, That's true. Did why did you enjoy it, Jerry? Well, again, I agree with... No, I was hearing your points there. I agree with you as far as it's now in a world... In a in world, world where there are more Star Wars, which makes you then go... It's like in a world where there's so much superhero stuff, maybe you'll wait for Shazam. You know, it's because there's so much. In a world where you saw the Blue Beetle trailer and you went, that's cool. But it also looked like everything else I've already seen. Uh-oh. Superhero fatigue? I hope not. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, or Star Wars fatigue. I liked it. It's in comparison to what we've already got. It's really, really hard. Okay, the first season happens. It's great. It builds up to that big ending, which was awesome with IG-11 and everything. And then season two has the most incredible Star Wars moment we've had in... 40 years when we see Luke Skywalker come back. So how do you top that? You can't top that. They bring him back again in... Boba Fett. Yes. Plus you also had Ahsoka. So in your head, you're like, oh, what's that going to be? What's the... Uh, what's the? How's the season going to end? Is there going to be an after credit scene and all that stuff? And some of that's on us. We shouldn't be putting that out there. And some of that's on them because they've done it so much that they've trained us that way. So you, you, you kind of have that a little bit. And this season does feel a little Iron Man 2-y where they're like, yeah, we're kind of setting up some pieces. Not too much. I don't care. And also, I'm fine with that. It's in a lot of ways, this kind of show, and I even think the Marvel shows in Disney+, Plus, instead of being called, this is She-Hulk and this is Moon Knight and this is uh, you know Daredevil. Marvel just call, Presents. This is Marvel Presents this episode. And then we would like, okay, like because that's what... So far, Star Wars on television is. Star Wars, uh, Mandalorian 1, Mandalorian 2, Boba Fett, you know, 1, the, you know, Andor, and it's like, and it Obi-Wan, jumps, yeah. and Obi-Wan, exactly, so it's almost, you know, and also Boba Fett, you know, I've heard all, oh, they should, another complaint, which is weird, they should have had the Obi, uh, the the Grogu part at the beginning of this season, because it was in Boba yeah. Fett and everything, I'm like, like, who's not watching Boba Fett that they didn't go... Oh, you're following it every week. You're trained to do it. You're enjoying it. It was short. And you're trying to tell me like, oh, there's a lot of, you know, Joel, there's a lot of people who only watch Mandalorian. And when they come by, they go, what? I didn't know about Grogu. Get out of here. You watched Boba Fett too. You saw it there. Move on. Boba Fett has other problems. We've already talked about it. You go to the Boba Fett podcast. Yes. Go there. But yeah, great show. Hard to beat the last season. I was hoping, like, give me another Bill Burr, because his character oh, what he, was, was, was wonderful. It's nice that he's out there. Can't wait to see what happens with, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Gina Carano character. She's floating out there somewhere. I'm sure she's going to pop back. No? Not going to pop no. back anytime uh, soon? Well, they, they, you got, they brought in Jar Jar, so there you go. They did, yes. Which is great. I love that they brought his character, and I didn't know his character from previous stuff, because I know he's... Uh, well, we'll we'll talk about that particular episode. But what you're talking well, about specifically is he is in a TV. He was in a g- television show called Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge, where he played a Jedi Master called Kelleran Beck, and kind of was in character continuity, but not really the same way that you know uh, when when they show up on the Muppet Show. Yeah, C three PO is that, but he's not really that. <laughs> this kind of same thing. But now his character is in continuity, so I thought that was good. Uh, I I like to go through these episode by episode because again. We haven't done a podcast in a while, so we're giving you everything. How do you here. do this? This is going to be this like is how the podcast work. Yes. So, is, are you are you good with going forward now? Sure. All right. So, uh, this is episode one slash episode seventeen, chapter seventeen, the, the apostate, apostate, directed by Rick. Wait, Bum- did you say apostate or prostate? 
I said the prostate. I said no. prostate. Yes. Again, written by John Favreau. They all were, although somebody else jumped in every so often. Dave Filoni did jump in some writing on one of the ep- two episodes. <laughs> he is one of the three directors who we've also seen as an X-Wing pilot and was in the bar in a couple of up scenes there with Dave Filoni. Well, so was Dave Filoni, the other, yeah. yeah. His first episode was a little short. It was kind of like like a prequel almost, you know, like setting up the season. Mm-hmm. I felt that way. And that's fine. It comes up where we have the young child, uh, Ragnar Visla, the son of pre Visla or post Visla or, you know, whatever. He's in there and he, uh, he, he, he's interrupted by a giant dinosaur turtle attack and, you know, the clan, you know, defends it off and they have a little action scene and then he comes, gets saved by uh, Dinjarin and Grogu. I do question, it's like, wait a minute, do they have no ships? How'd they get on the planet? But I guess it's not important. There's a lot of hand-waving on some of that stuff that simplifies it where you kind of go, like, 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 for example, at the, outside of their cave, they get attacked by a giant monster. And then a few episodes later, another giant monster comes up and grabs the same kid. Now, either that, nobody likes that kid. Or they have a giant monster problem, which they say in the one with the flying away. They go like, well, we never can catch up to him. How many times does this happen? Find another place. It's, it's That's almost, a small, these are, by well, the way, no, it's small like a, It feels like it's a reset. Like, after season two, let's do everything we did before. Okay, so they're going to be back in a, a, you know, inside their clan. You know, who's the bad guy? Oh, the bad guy we've had already before. He's going to come back again, you know. What about the sheriff of the town? Well, we're going to have to figure out a new sheriff. Oh, let's do the IG. Like, there's a lot of no, I get it. doing we're, the same you know, story things, things have progressed in all these storylines, but we're kind of re-coming back to it. Because, again, if you don't count Boba Fett, the show's been gone for over two years. I know we do count Boba Fett. because well, yeah, it's, it's to, you know, cause But even then, it's it's so long because of COVID and everything else that happened. The armorer you know, sets up going to the mines of Mandalore. Sorry, it's Paz Vizsla. Yeah. P-A-Z. Yeah, you said pre. I did. Pre was his, his ancestor. Yeah. And I said post-Vizsla because yeah. you said pre-Vizsla. It's past, which is weird because it sounds like it's in the past. So, as you said, they head back to Navarro to meet up with High Magistrate Grief Karga, who also uh, direct. Uh, that is actually Carl Weathers, who directs several episodes this season, or maybe one. Run to Bryce Howard directs Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers. No, he only directs one. Um... And he goes to the planet, and I, I, this is another part that I have a problem. They're all on their planet, and they're all kind of like this. Oh, we're all good, and we got one guy in charge. you know. And so it's like, is there a police force of any kind, a defense setup of any kind on this planet where we know that the Empire has a clone lab not that far away? This comes down to, this is um, uh, an issue with, with Star Wars in general, is the city on this planet might as well just be the planet. It's like, what's Hoth? Hoth is 100% an ice planet. What is Dagobah? 100% a swamp planet, and so on and so on. There's no, like, like any real planet. We're like, that's our desert region. That's our snow region. That's our tropical sure. region. So, and then, is there anything I'm else okay on this? With, I've always been okay with I am, that. I'm okay with that, but now it's like, what's on this planet? How big is this planet? Is it tiny that only one city plus an outpost? Well, this, this also goes back to my, the first season complaints where it's like, Look at this city, this sprawling city. They have thirty people who live there. <laughs> like, right? You that see I them, understand. And I was like, as far as money wise, well, it's money, yeah. but it's also like, I feel like I, I got. Like, I feel bigger now, look, though. It does, right? It feels more open now. It feels like it doesn't feel like. Uh, and I will, you know, we had problems with Boba Fett, but that's Tatooine felt and uh, uh, Mos Eisley and Mos. Uh, Mos Espa. Yeah, 
those cities felt huge. Like they felt lived in. This is like we have to get out of the town they and protect were. the city. Everyone follow yeah, me. That part, Here's thirty people. What's the plan? The people. plan is to there was more there was more Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, yeah the, I mean the plan was like what, what's our plan? Everybody don't have any vehicles and just run out to the desert. It, it felt cheap. It this just, is what I, this is what which I felt is like, like in the first. They didn't season. like an Andor doesn't. You felt like like, oh, like God, Andor no. every city. There were felt more real. people now, again, in they prison. They built more. They built more on the. There Andor were more set. people in prison in Andor than there were in the city. And it's like, okay, there's there's, there's people. I, if you only have thirty people in the town, let's get to know some of those people. Who do we know in that town? One person and a droid. <laughs> Well, again, it was, it's a short episode, and they don't want to be that the focus. And it's only an eight episode season, you know, every time. So that that yeah. either that or every episode has to be an hour and a half. But yeah, they so they I agree with I you. Think, I think you know what the answer is don't go back there. It's I like, love seeing the pirates, but like I don't well, care about that the, city anymore. The problem the is, is the city, the city itself, which is a planet, but it's a city. It's I understand it's supposed to be the old it's it's the West. It's a, it's an outpost out in Arizona, Texas, New Mexico. That makes sense, but you're in an intergalactic. And I get it. Okay, you can also say, well, everybody's rebuilding after the vampire and stuff. And I get that. But as the city dealing with banditos coming from space versus, you know, coming into the town in the Magnificent Seven, you, you have, you know, it, it doesn't work. Which was Boba Fett. Yeah. And that was also a problem with Boba Fett. Was, we're like, wait a minute here. Like, and they the kind of tried to set up because the, the one rebel pilot who we spend time with, whose name is escaping me right now, but he's always talking about, you know, hey, you know, and we did get to see a little bit of the bureaucracy. Like, we don't have time to deal with the Outer Rim because the Outer Rim is Wild sure. West. They tried to revive IG 11. I thought that was kind of nice. Like, okay. And well, I, hell yeah. Bring back Taco Waititi. No, they don't. <laughs> Even you, though he's You did not just say Taco Waititi, did you? It's Taiko. Taiko. <laughs> Taiko Waititi. His name is T A I K A. Yes. Bob Watiti. Tiki. Tiki Watiti. <laughs> yes. And they have now integrated the small Anzellian or Anzellan race of mechanics from Rise of Skywalker. One of the few interesting. Hey, hey! Those, those little are puppets. Fine, yep. They're little fine. They they're they're little... smaller Ugnats, is what they and, they and they had that cute little scene with Grogu, which was, you know, bad baby and all that. That was fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. That's pulling a little bit of the front. Uh, they try to revive, revive IG-11, and they can't do it. They set that up there, so we're basically set up for that. Like, okay, in the season, something's going to happen with IG-11 somehow, which I didn't see them going the route they did go, which no. I thought was interesting. They went, you know what route they went? They went the Kang route from, uh, Krang route from Turtles. Yes. I, well, yeah, that was great. But then we also have, um, we have the setup of the pirates, which we know they're going to come back later. And I've also, you know, the, the, the scraggly pirate, which the rumor is, is that pirate. That looked great. He's, you know, you know, you know Pizza the Hutt. Yeah, yeah, he looked great. No, I thought he looked great, though. No, like, seriously. Like, there's, there's word Davey that Jones he looked. may be showing up in Skeleton Crew, which takes place at the same time, roughly, where that's the He's show dead starting. In this show. Well, it, <laughs> Andor has got characters that are dead into it. Star Wars is going to have yeah. TV shows coming out from you know from different eras all over the place, and they're just. I mean, if you imagine without, if you're just somebody else watching this, nobody like, wait, how does this tie in? Oh, you got to go online to find out. This is 50 years before. This is 75 years later. This is 100 years before. How is why is Yoda a baby? He's not a baby. You know, all that stuff. Didn't Grogu. Uh, and we obviously meet up with Bo Katan. Uh, she's got a, a castle on a planet. That is can be destroyed just by one ship going by and blasting it. Not my castle. Like, well, this is back from the Clone Wars, so. So, anyways, it sets up where she's like, "I'm done with this. I'm just gonna bum out here." And so he decides to he's gonna have to do it alone. Now, I thought he was gonna go to Mandalore right here, but that's kind of where the episode ends. 
And the episode was fine. It was short. 35 minutes. You talking counting credits, too? Well, that's what it's listed as, 35 minutes. But yeah, it was short. But that brings us to episode th- uh, 2 slash 18, which is The Minds of Mandalore. Directed by uh, Rachel Morrison. And in this one, uh, he goes back to Tatooine. Gotta bring back Pelly. Which was fine. And she's searching for a new IG-11 chip. And doesn't get one, which I'm also like, like I got that. Okay, I guess they're playing the long game with mm-hmm. IG-11. But they bring back R5-D4, who we last saw in Boba Fett. Yeah. He was with her. Yep. And again, I love this. It's so, it could have just been simple fan service. Because there's been stories written about this character, yeah. both in the Legends continuity and then a new one where... Uh, originally, it was a droid that was going to get taken away, but R2-D2 sabotaged it so he could get taken. There was that th- storyline, and eventually they came up with the ones that he was part of the rebellion, and he did it on purpose so that our, you know, the R2-D2 R2. would get taken. Whatever. I just like that the character's brought back, and you go, I'm sitting there going, He doesn't have a bad motivator. Oh my God, it's R5-D4. You know, one of these 12 action figures we had as kids. There he is. This is crazy. Bring in the Death Squadron commander next, and I'll be all happy. <laughs> Squadron Commander, fantastic. Yes. So she gets R five D four. That becomes a thing. He gets a little the slot for that. That was all good. And what else happened next? What? what uh, he only goes to Mandalore. Mm-hmm. There's the whole adventure there. The Mandalore. Non-to- People can actually come back here. It's not glassed and filled with toxic gas and all that. It's like no one else has gone back and checked. And I think that would have been the first thing you should. Yeah, they're busy. They're busy. You know, they're busy building stuff. Well, also there's Origin. a there's apparently there's a secret. Em- Imperial base on there. Moff Gideon's got a, a huge base there. Huge secret base, yeah. And there's also Mandalorians that are on there. Yeah, we'll get to that episode soon. So this is the part where he gets captured, and then they go and get Bo Katan, so she comes back and saves him. The whole transfer of the yep. dark saber well, you happens don't, you don't, here's here. It happens here, but you don't. They don't call it out. Until so much watching later. this, let me ask you. So you know the the history of Bo Katan, and they've already set up in this in the series where like she wants the dark saber, and he's and she's like. You're like, you're you're waiting for him. Like, she gonna go bad? Cause she's you know, cause she was not a character that was like, oh, she is inherently good from the cartoon. She had her own political agenda, and it was neat to see her. But you know, and, and but the first episode basically tried to say, listen, I don't care about it anymore. Also, okay, I'm believing that, but maybe she's not. I don't have my people with me anymore. They all left. Uh, wolves at wolves axe or axe wolves, whatever his name is, and, and Sasha Banks. And Sasha Banks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so when they go and get her, and she comes back and saves him. And then saves him again, like when he falls in the water, he goes whoop, and he slips down because apparently the stone, the steps were missing. That's why he fell. Uh, and people were yep. complaining, like, I'm and fine his with armor was too heavy, and he passed out. So she goes with her to save armor, him. She gets in with her armor. I don't understand it. Yeah, well, he was carrying the dark saber, and that thing's heavy. Yeah, Remember, right. Okay. It. So well, you know, and she comes back face to, to face with the mythosaur, the, though, which I thought was that really was cool. interesting. I wish they would. Have brought, I, I was hoping that the last episode had the mythosaur walking around like Godzilla, like destroying stuff. But um, kaiju. The thing that captures him, right? Because he gets defeated, he drops the saber, she picks it up, she kills him, and all that. They had to like remind us in a previously on because it wasn't obvious, like. Oh, that was the transfer of power. We just saw like I thought they would have made it. More, Why did like, they make it so obvious? Like Harry Potter, like Elder which, Wand. which did not make it oh, obvious at all. It was a mess in yeah, that one. I think People are going go to the book, find out that it's actually Malfoy's. Blah blah. He disarms yeah. Yeah. Dumbledore, so it's him. So he wins that bet. Yeah, it gets confusing. But the fact that they had to show us a previously on to go look what happened here. She picked it up and she would defeat it. Like 
I'm okay with that. I, but I didn't recognize it at the time. And well, I, maybe could, that's on me. But if they had called it out in the episode, you would have been like, oh, yeah. But the fact that they showed it to you made it but even it, easier to get there. I got, yeah, maybe, maybe if it was a better twist. Because it, it seemed like it was supposed to be a twist, but it, like, how would we have ever known that? <laughs> like, who, who out there was going, oh, he got defeated by this creature, so the creature now owns the Darksaber, and then she defeats the creature with the Darksaber. I, I didn't see that mentioned anywhere on the internet. No one called that out because it was so obscure. It was so obscure. Let's talk about the Grogu character for a little bit here because obviously there's a point where, she, where he goes, Grogu, go get help. Like, Lassie, mm-hmm. go get help. And you have this person, this creature, 50-year-old, but again, you can, he's 50 years old, but yeah. you, you let that go. You say he's actually not 50. Well, then what is he, two? Because he's talking like a two-year-old. But no, he's got the con- he's got the mental faculties of a ten-year-old is that is he a ten-year-old and but but a ten-year-old can talk so there's a I again mean, it's alien so there's no one yeah. for one but it's weird because like when he goes there and he's got to go you know he goes to Bo-Katan what what's that trouble at the old mill trouble at the old yeah yeah okay let's go and I I mean I love the character I love that she goes we're going to save your father you know and go save your dad I thought mm-hmm. that's all good and she's carrying him in the you know so you, you can see like Grogu is disarming to all these people. Because they're even look at Pelly, you're like, oh, where's the little guy and all that stuff. So it, it's I guess good. the question is, is will they age up Grogu at any point, or is he? Well, he'll never get that bigger, that? and yeah, I mean, theoretically, will he start talking? Like, because right well, now he doesn't talk at all. Because they did say you he can't wait, talk. Were you waiting world. at the end when when they said he can't talk, so he can't be a Mandalorian? And I was waiting. And they cut to a close up of him. And I was waiting to hear him to go like, this is the way. Yeah. <laughs> the way this is. He's got to talk like Yoda, right? No, because Yaddle doesn't talk no, like Yoda. They yeah. established that in yeah, the... Yeah, they did. The, in Visions. Or not, not Visions. Not Visions. Uh, Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. So that gets us to, to episode 3 slash 19, uh, The Convert. So when they have these titles out there, some, like you said, it, it's hard to describe. And that, this comes into play later. Is Sometimes the you're, you're supposed to look at the title and go, oh, it's because this person's the convert or these two people are the convert. And, you know, versus one's coming up later, <laughs> the spies, you know, like, wait a minute, what is that referencing? Because it, it's not what we think it is, the return, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, this episode was directed by Lee Isaac Chung. Joel, tell me all about this episode. Well, this is the Coruscant Coruscant long episode because they gave half an hour of it I, to Coruscant, which felt like I like this. Felt now, like Andor, right? Yeah, it felt, it, like it, it felt like Andor. I thought it was interesting to see the behind the like the the world. Yeah, I, I and I, I've just didn't pay close attention in Clone Wars or things like that. But like the mountaintop. Here, here's the mountaintop, the only exposed Earth. And like, like we've seen, apparently they've showed that before. But I'm like, I don't remember yeah, that. I didn't That's either. awesome. It, it is. You look at it, you go like. So that's like going to the top of, you know, that's, that's awesome. Ellie Kane, Ellie, Eli, Elia, Kane. Ilira, Elia. Elia. Yeah. yeah, whatever. I'm terrible at pronouncing it. She was a former communications podcast. officer who was part of Moff Gideon's imperial, imperial remnant. She's got this very nefarious thing. Not initially. I, initially, she was being so nice to Dr. Pershing, and I felt it was genuine. I was like, okay. oh, she seems to do this. And I kept thinking, okay, obviously she's the one who's involved because she goes, I can get you this, I can get you that. And I thought, well, maybe she's part of, of like, she wants to be, make, you know, maybe she's doing it for a good reason. I didn't necessarily think nefarious, but clearly it is, you yeah. know. And, and I thought that was great when she, when, and also finding out about, what they're doing with ex-imperials. Oh, yeah, I getting love it. The rec- here's, here's something I want to, a general, th- I was thinking about this earlier today, a general thought about not just the show, but Star Wars at this time period in general. You make the first three Star Wars movies, 
real easy. You know, it's like we're not worrying about politics. We're not worrying about Andor. We're not worrying. We're just worrying about space lasers and ships and, uh, you know, Knights of the Old Republic kind of stuff. Or not Old Republic. And at the end, they go one, two, three movies. And then they defeat the bad guys. And you walk away from that going, you know, yub, yub, jikup, chow, you know, whatever. And you're feeling good about that. And then years go by and you never think about, you know, the the, the intricacies of that. Mm-hmm. So then... They they show the the, the the prequels come out. You go okay, I get that a little bit. It's the it's the fall of you know the fall of Camelot, all of that situation. But then when they go to the sequels, they go listen. You know what's not fun when when the bad guys are on the run and the good guys are in charge of everything. So what they did in episode you know a Force Awakens, they basically said listen. You didn't know this, but enough time has passed that we're going to be able to build another bigger Death Star and blow up all these planets, and instantly we're back in power. And, you know, by the fact that Last Jedi comes out, and they're like, nope, we have completely not just beaten you guys. We've taken over. We had people everywhere or something, you know. And and they came up with the concept, all right, let's let's do this. Let's let's make our rebels rebels again. The the, the resistance rebels, and so that's the, that's the Star Wars thing. In fact, we'll see what happens when they have the new the the new movies come out in two years, which is the Jedi Academy, because they're going to be rebuilding again. It's like, can you do it and still make the New Republic there? Uh, and I only bring this up in the fact that the Mandalorian is taking part in a time right now where they're going, okay, this is the time period where the new the new orders the New Republic's in order, but we're we got to set up that. They're messing up already, mm-hmm. and they do. Clearly, they do. And and the the empire gets to be the rebellion in a way where they're the ones on the outs. Uh, and I love it. I think it's really good. But again, we are at the mercy of those sequels. Everything on the show and in the context of these books has to go that route. Like, hey, Mon Mothma is going to make lots more bad decisions coming up. She's going to get rid of this. You know, so, what were you going to say? I saw you. Like, you wanted to say something? No. Uh, I mean, just going back to this episode. This is kind of a cliffhanger episode because we don't get the answers to any of these questions we get asked in this episode uh, the rest of the season because this is going to hopefully lead to Thrawn, going to lead to, you know, I mean, we get some Moff Gideon stuff. Well, yeah, we, we know But we now. don't know if she's she's tied into Moff Gideon. We don't know what's happening Ooh. with Dr. Pershing. Oh, okay. Like, we don't know this kind of stuff. Well, we saw Bo-Katan's is... home, so yeah. we saw that there was something going on there. She got, her, her, her castle got destroyed, destroyed. And then we do spend a majority of this episode, uh, I would say almost... 40% with Dr. Pershing. But again, it's the only part of the episode. This is this is a moving a piece around saying, hey, continuity-wise, I mean, I'm guessing here, but it's like, kind of was, hey, gang, here's a little more of the Snoke thing, all right? We're, we're working towards it, but we know we really don't want to get there because we're, we're, we're shoehorned in, but we're doing something with it, but we're not making it our whole percent focus, which I think is probably good. Mm-hmm. As long as they just deal with it on this show and not, like, spread it to other shows where right? I have to, like, we're also going to do the Snoke thing in a new show that we're doing, like... No, that this show answer. I think the this show is how to do it, though. I think this show is to like listen. It's happening out there. Uh, we kind of had a red herring at the end of this season, where it turns out that the clones weren't Snoke; they were Gideon. But they're they're and they also talk about Project Necromancer in a later episode, mm-hmm. and that's leading towards it. The but Empire. it's not the main focus. It's like yeah. that's part that's going on, but clearly this won't pay off for thirty or twenty five years. So we're giving you hints, but we're still going to tell sure. these adventures here. And Thrawn is going to be the focus of those adventures going forward for at least the next three years. You know, um, yeah, we see them de- uh, decommissioning uh, Imperial class star destroyers, which is good. And then we see that they're eventually <laughs> a Kane betray- betrays Pershing, and then he's getting uh, his mind wiped to make or him something. better. Something's happening. We don't know what's happening. We don't. We never actually find out. So Jaren, Din Jaren, how'd you like that? 
Din Djarin's name is actually uh, Jaren Din. Just like Grogu becomes Din Grogu. So that means that his name is Jin. The, the surname is at the front. But that's not all Mandalorians because Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan is not that. So I thought, sister is yeah. something Katan as well. Yeah, well I, but you know what? I'll take that. You know why? Because not everybody on Earth says their name the same way. Nope. So. That's fine by me. Yep. You are correct, Jill. That's how I say your name now. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> oh, not Steve. Uh, but then he comes back with the living water. She has proof. She does a little scan on this and everything. Uh, let me ask you, going forward... And I ask this because of this episode here in particular, is do you feel, you know, when, when we got into the spies episode, which we'll talk to about shortly, you know, that's when people started going, oh my God, who's who's the spy? Is it is it is it Axe Wolves? Is it the armorer and all this stuff? Do you look back on this? Do you think before we get to that episode, you look back at these events and go, oh, is she is she she conspiracy? No, I never Not at all. That. Okay, no. interesting. Okay, it'd be hard for them to take that character and change it around because of, of the Clone Wars. She has such a She's old, too. She's been around since the Clone Wars. <laughs> Bo-Katan, actually, there was a deleted scene where she was talking about, because she has to leave the helmet on now, and even when they eat, that's the only time they cannot do it. She's like, there was a whole line where she's like, so if I'm going to you know, like, you know, make love to somebody, we're going to be clanking head, helmets together? How yeah, does that sure work? Yeah, nice and that's what Jin Jarjik is like. He's like, well, that's not the only helmet you need, baby. Get out of here. I don't know what that wow. even means. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Eh, you know what? They're with the podcast this long. They're going to stick around. <laughs> Gone. Episode that was the last straw. <laughs> episode 4 slash 20, The Foundling. This is the Carl Weathers directed episode. Uh, this episode answers some questions. Yes. This is the, you know, Grogu's getting trained. <laughs> this is where, uh, you know, like, as we talked previously, the raptor creature comes out. Uh, again, they don't have ships, but I love, I love... For the, all the dumb things that some characters do, like uh, the the Mandalorians, they're like, oh well, our jetpacks don't get anywhere. You get then the the smart mo- the smart move of Bo Katan going, I'm gonna get my ship. Yep. So I mean, you know, so yes, you make her look great. You do kind of make your other characters a little dimmer, but that's fine. But I thought the whole sequence here was good. So at the end, uh, they also had a couple of extra foundlings when they bring back those three. Raptors that they eat later on. Do you think those are the no. ones? And that's the question. Like, why would they no. bring them? They would. To that say, they would have never said the foundlings. Yes, and then eat them. <laughs> and also, we have a, they they have establishment of look at uh, it happened on the in the history where uh, Pre Vizsla had uh, a, a, the Mythosaur, and we also have Boba Fett riding a Rancor. So the idea of these these. This race of these mm-hmm. people having animals like this is, is new. So Bo-Katan talks about seeing the mythosaur and the armor kind of yeah. is good with that. The armor is an interesting character. Who knows what's going on with her? Yeah, she replaces some of her... She gets the mythosaur armor for, uh, on, her, mm-hmm. on her sleeve and everything. Yeah, you know, they show, when they pretend they do those montages where she's building armor plates and they cut to it and it's like it's like a disc and then clang, clang, and like there's some dissolves showing time pass. It's like, does she get that really done faster? It's like a week later. Or is she just incredible? Because like that comes out perfectly later. She's the armorer, Jerry. Yes, that's She's got to be incredible. You don't get the name the armorer unless you're good at making armor. <laughs> Who are you? I'm the legger. My legs are incredible. <laughs> I'm the bad armorer. <laughs> well, that's kind of... I don't want to go to you. I'm the cheap armorer. I'm the cost of savings one. Episode 6 has 22 Guns for Hire, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Well, we also didn't... I mean, the Foundling episode, we... Sorry, I know we... No, go ahead. Before, but that, that... We get more of the clone... Troopers entering the temple, and this is where we get the answer to 
uh, who saves Grogu and all that kind of stuff. Yes, we I'm sorry. It, yeah, we did. We thought it was the librarian, that. and then it turns out to be well, some people did. I had no Keller and Beck. Yeah, Keller. So thought Keller that was all Beck. good. Thought yeah, that was all is, good. I love seeing the old clone troopers uh, in this in this. And world. they did they get so what's his good. name back to do the voices of them. Yeah. Uh, Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> his name's escaped me right now. I love that kind of stuff. So we got the answers. There's there's really no more background questions we need of Grogu, is there? Or did this answer the question? Who saved him? He takes off. They get out of there. He gets into a... Uh, what's the what's the planet from the first movie? Uh, where Jar Jar's people are from. Because uh, that was a yeah, ship. J- Naboo, uh, G- Naboo. Naboo. So she gets into... I was say Genosis. What the f- I don't know. I don't know. That went, he got in a Naboo fighter. Yes. So, yes, it seems like... And he still has that... He still has Jar Jar with him. I, I keep saying Jar Jar with him. So I guess the only question is, is what happened to Keller and Beck? Yes. That's the only... Now, based on that. But we now know how Grogu got to be there, where he where he's at now, how he got out of the temple, how he survived. But something happens in the next 50 years. Well, that's... He's supposedly born the same year Anakin was born. And so... The episode three, Order sixty six. Where did you hear that from? Everywhere, they're both the same that. age. Hmm. Um, so That's first, I've heard of that. That's why so, I was so, 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 so consequently, episode three, uh, Revenge of the Sith, Order sixty six happens. Grogu is now twenty, the same way Anakin is, roughly. Yeah. And then you go thirty years more. That brings you to the time period after Return of the Jedi. That's where there's. There's like Luke is born at the end of that. Star Wars New Hope comes out and he's supposed to be 18. And you go 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. He's roughly 30 ish. So that's how it gets to 50 sure. and being the same age as that. So that's that was the that was how I they got to it. Um so yeah, so he's basically 20 years old, so he's got 30 years for something happening to Grogu. So they're gonna keep going back and revealing little bits and pieces. We just know how he survived the initial okay. situation. Sure. 21, the pirate. This is the pirate. Goran Shard invades Navarro. They get rid of the pirate captain. Uh, the one guy got away. Yeah. I love they kept him alive. Don't kill him off. I get it. It's 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 an old Western thing where they come into town and they all, you know. I always think it was funny. Like, there's a couple of them there sitting at the bar. And this guy's pouring them a drink, kind of shaking. And then they knock that drink over and push him down. I'm like, are you going to kill him? Because if you kill him, then you're going to have to get your own drink. Yeah, what are you doing there? Because there's no other bartender. Because there's 30 people in this town. We've taken over this city, this 30-person city with all these people. Ugh. We have a nice... This is where the Mandalorians get to come there. They do their invasion. I thought it was really cool. Let me ask you. There was a point where they said, this is what we're going to do. And they're kind of giving their pitch to the Mandalorians. Bo-Katan and Din Djarin is. And then Paz Vizsla goes, As many of you know... I've had past histories with this man, which I'm fine. He goes like, but this one we should do. And they're all like, yeah, it was just you had a problem. We were always going to help out. No. <laughs> well, you know, this, uh, this, I got to talk about the size again because the city's really small. How many Mandalorians are out in the world right now? A hundred? Nah, maybe like, more. We're five, finding more all the time. Five hundred? Yes. Okay, five hundred. We, there's more people in the city we live in. By there's like twenty thousand people in the city we live in. Well, they, so these like, guys lived like, on that planet. Remember, they were in an enclave. They were. But I'm just like the the planet of Mandalore. Like, is the population seven million? 
is it like and we're just seeing like just a couple people like th- th- there's a scale to this show that, you know is, that the, doesn't the answer is right. as many people as they need Ex- well yeah how many, how, as many people they can in the movie the they're gonna go hey we found you know another a, a group of mandalores on this planet here and there's, but there's seven I, w- I wish yeah there's just it, it feels like how many people can you fit in the how many people do we build armor for how many people can you fit on the volume we we, we fit 50 and that's how many Mandalors are left. Like, you got 50 people? You're going to start interbreeding at this point. Like, come on now. Well, no, no, like, they, they, these people become Mandalorians. Yeah, I guess. But it's still, there's a scale problem with the show. Because when you go to Coruscant, it does feel big. Like, it feels like, oh, this is a full city thing. What if they and, used sets that they may have had for a- Andor for some of that? Probably. I, would, I wouldn't doubt yeah, it. Yeah, you have I mean, them. It's a scale problem in this show. That these The, the pirates in this gigantic ship come and take over. How many pirates took over? 15? 15 pirates? 16? <laughs> yeah, I gotta let this... Like I said, well, you're saying... I, I'm saying let the scale go, even though I'm complaining, like, wait, is, who's defending? Where's the city? Is there another town? But yeah, you're right. You but go, I mean, but go. if you look at if you look at like the prequels when they have, like, you see the giant clone armies and stuff like that, it's like, oh, those are huge armies. But this is 20 people. Like, okay. <laughs> it's a scale. I complained about this in the first season, and they fixed it in the second season. I'm like, okay, they got the scale. The, the scale seems... Oh, nope. It's back to just weird... TV, small TV budget. Now, back to Paz Vizla. The funny thing about that character is, you know, like, you know, because obviously in this episode or the uh, the next episode, we introduce how there's Mandalorians without ma- armor, you know, helmets, and so like that kind of leads towards, hey, maybe at some point you can take your helmet off, mm-hmm. whatever. And you got Paz Vizla running around. He's the big guy with the Gatlin gun. He's voiced by yeah. John Favreau. Yeah. So he's never taken that off and going to have a different actor in there and like, I'm going to dub in his voice. Some so. guy, some big guy who's muscular and all that. Yeah. But yeah, he's voiced by John Favreau. So they, you know, okay, so during this sequence, uh, the one rebel pilot I was trying to remember mm-hmm. is, uh, his name is Teva. He's the one who went to Coruscant and talked to Colonel Tuttle. Teva. No, he's Hung Lee. That's the actor's name. No, no, no. Paul Sun is the actor's name. The character is Hung Lee. H-Y-U-N-G. I'm seeing a T-E-V-A who's saying on his way back to this, he encounters the wreck of Moth Gideon's prison transport. Uh, what you're reading is different Wikipedia than Wikipedia I'm reading. Oh, wait, no, Paul Sun Hung Lee is the actor's name. You're right. Okay, well, that's Captain Carson. Carson? That's what it says. Oh, yeah, Carson Captain... Teva. Teva. Carson Teva. Carson Teva. <laughs> Maybe we should have done some research before we did this podcast. Well, it's always about the names. It's always about the names. We've got the... the names are terrible. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, they got, they got, thank God, you know, for every Han Solo in the original one, all these different names, Darth Vader, you know, Leia Organa, they go, what about your main guy? Main guy's Luke. What about this, or- Ben. We'll say he's Obi-Wan, but we're, gonna, we're giving you some Lukes and Bens to counter those Chewbacca's and Boba Fett's. <laughs> Lando kind of fits in there, but it's all close enough. Anakin. Who, who's calling Anakin. <laughs> Padme. Little Annie? Annie? Little Annie? Well, they gave you Jar Jar. <laughs> yes, they did. And you hate it. Name so nice, they said it twice. So, yes, we find out that, you know, we got a little bit of the back to Coruscant, where obviously the, the spy is at, and then we get to see, um, what's his name? Tim the Meadows. Tim Meadows, which was weird. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like you, you, you're making me feel... Yeah, of course, this stunt casting is nothing compared to what comes up in the in the next episode. But it's like, what do you, don't? I, I sometimes I feel like, are you guys just like uh, did a did a did a pretty millionaire come up to you and go, 
I like this. Can I be on it too and hold the baby? Why, sure you can. Bring all of your you know 20, you know, 20 million TikTok followers. That's, uh, 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 I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, but that's at the end of the episode where he's uh, he finds he finds a wreckage of Moff Gideon's prison transport, which he's gone missing during transit. Which I guess, in the big picture scheme, the New Republic, you think like Moff Gideon. Oh my God! It's like we caught one of the main bad guys, you know, one of the Nuremberg trial kind of people. And it's like I guess they have enough emperor, um, old Imperial warlords and stuff out there that they're like, I don't worry about him. Ah, he got he lost. We got you know because no one's following up mm-hmm. from the from the government standpoint, which again shows the New Republic is just. A mess, but they find a, a fragment of Beskar alloy inside there, and, dun, dun, dun. and we're left with what does that mean? Turns out it didn't mean anything. Or is it, we no, supposed it to meant, think it could have been the Mandalorians? Because no, we yeah, were supposed to think that, but it but turns who would? Because the Mandalorians know how valuable that that is. It they wouldn't out do it. Moff Gideon's yeah, flying yeah. stormtroopers. They fly now. Yeah. Okay. So now we get to no, we don't get there yet. All right, come on, jump you in. Forgot, here. You forgot the big thing about the pirate episode that probably made you go wow. We see Zeb. Yes. Yeah, well, that was yeah right? Zeb from Who's Rebels. Zeb? Well, Zeb is a character in Rebels. I, I don't want to get into a whole history of Zeb, but he's a character in Rebels. He was he, voiced by the same guy yes, who does the voice. and he looked great. Yes. Because he's a computer-generated character, so he looked fantastic. That was pretty good. It was it's, cool to see like him. Like Cad Bane, baby. Yeah, right? I love that they're using the voices where they can... Well, they killed Cad Bane, though, so... No, they didn't. The light was beeping. Don't you tell me Cad Bane said. I will come over and smack your face. <laughs> they just killed Zeb, too. Zeb's, no! dead. Zeb's dead, baby. Zeb's, Zeb's dead. dead. <laughs> Is there anything else I forgot in the episode? No, probably, but... <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 6, slash 22, uh, Guns for Hire. This was the Bryce Dallas Hard one, and this is where it turns into the, you know, the guest star episode, which mm-hmm. was one good, two bad. You know, one Jar- good, too bad. Now let me figure out. Let me see if I can figure out who's the good and who's the bad. Clearly, you did not like Lizzo. That's fine. Her acting was awful. Who was that? Was it Jack Black or was it Christopher Lloyd? Who was the worst for Jerry? I think it, I don't think you like Jack Black being in there. No, he's like I'm a broad character. I got a goofy beard and stuff. I mean, Christopher Lloyd's Christopher Lloyd. Yes, it was kind of like, oh, what's he doing there? But I'm like, he, he still looked. He, mm-hmm. he he played a role. He didn't play. You know. This I'm here I, I, for the I kids. I didn't mind. First of all, I didn't know it was Lizzo because I didn't know. I don't know. I've never seen. I guess I have, but like I didn't put it together. But I knew it was Jack Black. Like, hey, it's Jack Black, and I love me some Jack Black, Jerry. Mm. Love me some Jack Black. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, they go to the planet Plazar Plazar Fifteen. That's where Bo-Katan's army is at, which is led by Axe Wolves. I want to say Wolves, but it's Wolves. It's weird. Weird. They set themselves as a mercenary. So they are a particular thing. That This is interesting. So that planet has hired them as a police force, mm-hmm. which I thought was smart. Uh, we find out that Jack Black was also a former Imperial. Wasn't also in one of these episodes when maybe it was... Oh, you know what? Let's back up a second. Back to when we were uh, with Dr. Pershing, when he was meeting a bunch of the Imperial... Uh, I'm sorry, a bunch of the elites on Coruscant. They're all kind of like, well, whoever's in charge, we're going to be rich. It doesn't matter. We're rich with the Imperial... You know? So they showed a little bit of that, and and here he is in a position still in, in, in kind of power, but because it's Jack Black, it's okay, and they have a bunch of aliens at a table. It's fine. The baby jumps around. She gets to hold the baby and do some bad acting. That's fine. It was it was weak. It was weak. That part well, this of it. episode is a is a is a bottle episode. I What's guess a standalone? It's standalone? But you yeah. want it. But you want to show it's a detective story showing him doing something that with the with the robots' rights, which was interesting. They went to that 
bar, bar. bar which you're waiting, hey, we don't serve your kind yeah. in here, which would have been fine. Uh, it, it's weird because when you start dealing with droids and oh, droids' yeah. rights, oh, how do you deal yeah. it? Because again, we deal with a world where C-3PO looks and sounds like a human and R2-D2 beeps and has all this emotion and it's like, you can you can scrub their brains. How much of them are real? We dealt with, you know, and there was some history they, in the, they, in the it's, they were It's easier for them to go, let's talk about clone rights than it is to talk about droid rights. Like, these are conscious human, the conscious beings that like can think and or act. Or are they just like, programmed so that they project like they're like Alexa and Siri are basically I have a human voice and I'm talking like this versus, we, we versus them the, going I am Alexa we see the droid armies they don't have personalities or anything like that Roger, because Roger. they get shut down by an overarching so I it's a but this but this obviously goes they need to get away and relax and drink and do this kind of thing so clearly they are sentient beings that part yeah it, it really changed that a little bit it's like I mean yes again Oh, thank the maker! This oil bath is going to feel so good. So they did it. There is, it, it's in there. Mm-hmm. It's established, but it's. I, I'm okay with it. Let's see where they go. I, I trust these guys to, you know, to bring that up and do something with it. So, uh, Commissioner Hellgat, who is played by Christopher Lloyd, uh, you know, it was so funny. One of my kids uh, was saying, "Oh, I've never seen Christopher Lloyd bald." I'm like, "What? Have you never seen uh, two? Uh, Adam's Family movies, and they go, no, we haven't. I'm like, oh shoot. Well, have you seen uh, Who Frames Roger Rabbit when he's he's bald? He's he does bald when a lot. I killed your brother. <laughs> I talk just like this. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> Is this the episode where we get the uh, the Mon Calamari and the Quarren's? love relationship that was at the beginning of this and yes because this is where that's what the mandalorians with their one imperial almost star destroyer but it's not they capture that mm-hmm. and we find that out and there was it was interesting i like that the, they're showing the, i like when they're in that when she's in the tube floating and then they what are they called it. they're not my con they're, uh, they're squid faces qu- basically yeah, yes when she's in the tube that was kind of interesting like why, why wouldn't the whole ship just be filled with liquid mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy when you're dealing with a race of underwater creatures and then being in ships i thought the mon calamari was kind of cheesy they established that he was one of the in the first season when griff gave mandalorian a bunch of uh chain codes like the grief griff Griff, yeah griff is the word uh when they griff is the is the son of biff from (laughs) that's true (laughs) they established that he was one of the thing oh the the chain code they they said he he was a bounty back then They, at least people have put that together. So yes, that's where that. And then eventually, Bo-Katan cha- challenges Wolves, Wolves, whatever it's pronounced, uh, Axe. Let's just call him Axe. That's a good. And call him by his first name, then yeah. he basically she defeats him, and then we had the whole like we talked about the dark saber gets returned. It was a good fight. You know, and they they explained all that. I was all good with that. But again, it sets up again this next episode, chapter twenty three slash seven, the spies, Axe, you know, you know, uh, capitulates to her. They all take the knee, mm-hmm. but it makes me go, "Oh, is this guy? Is he pissed?" But he's not. He's got the dark saber. That's that, that's in my head going into an episode called "The Spies," plural, which is the opens up with Moff Gideon having a meeting through a cool probe droid, uh, Elia Kane, and we're like, "Okay, she's clearly a spy because she's telling him all about the Mandalorians taking the planet, how they've teamed up." And he goes, "That can't be. We must stop them." And I'm going to go meet with the Shadow Council of Imperial Remnant Warlords. So. She's the spy, and she the only spy of the spies. I don't know. That's that's, that's a good question. question. I don't know. Uh, he requests uh, so he requests reinforcements for people, and he talks to Commander Brandel Hux. Who's Brandel mm-hmm. Hux? He's the father of General Hux, uh, 
played by Brendan Gleeson in the sequel trilogy. And his brother plays him in this one. That's actually his brother in yeah. real life. Uh, yeah, Brendel Hux. Brendel Hux. In the, this is from the books. He's also from he's the, the books. He's spy. Yeah, well, these are from the Aftermath books. So we don't see all... They only give a couple names to some of the Shadow... One, Shadow Shadow uh, councils, the, the, yeah. and there was a couple more famous ones in the books. One whose name begins with, oh, I want to say Ray, but it's not Ray. But it may be where they're they're more important. But they don't, you know, this isn't everybody. They're they're all up in their little divisions. He uh, they talk with Captain Pelion about the absence of Grand Admiral Thrawn. Now Captain Pelion is an Imperial officer who has got a relationship with Thrawn. He was both in the original Heir to the Empire, which then obviously got turned into Legends, and then they re-brought him back into the Thrawn books. Look, I me, know you love the Thrawn books. I, I'm just going to talk right now. Is uh, The guy who created all of this, Timothy Zahn, who created the original Heir of the Empire, plus the other two Thrawn books, and then he's done a whole bunch, and he's done six new ones for the in-continuity ones that are out now. He writes Thrawn so good. And it's that, and, and he's almost you. You don't root against him because he's he's really not an evil guy. Now the rebels show showed him killing innocents and stuff like that, which people are like this doesn't feel like how he would be written. He's written more, you know, better over here. And I talked to Ryan about that. It's like those the way he's written is so good. But we'll see how that goes forward. Yeah. But the character of Pelion is from the books too, which is kind of cool. And they're they're talking about that. They're talking about he wants to have some. The Praetorian Guards. He's like, I need mm-hmm. three of those. He's like, we'll give you that. And we're like, oh, cool. That's another. Hey, dude, if you're going to take something from The Last Jedi, take the coolest thing. Yeah, the guy's flipping around in the background and not fighting. Stop. <laughs> I hate The Last Jedi, Jerry. Why would it, it's such that a... fight was great. Until you watch them jumping around in the background, not doing anything okay, to fill in the mess. Just so we're clear, watch the classic Bruce Lee, The Chinese Connection, where he's got surrounded by 20 I'm not saying that's guys, right either. And while he's doing, or, or how I'm about this? I'm not saying that any Hong Kong film where there's other guys or any any action film of any kind when there's more than one guy. The other ones either roll out of the shot or they kind of do this and they, they go back and forth because is anybody Jerry's in a real fight situation? dance moves that yes. you can't see right I'm now. Doing, I'm doing the thriller dance. No, any, any fight scene, you talk to a fight coordinator, they're like, in a fight when there's like 12 guys coming at one, 12 guys are going to win unless your hero's that. So that's of what, course. You know, but I'm just, it's... You're only saying that because you've watched videos online playing those in slow motion and back and forth and focusing on that going, hey, for you Last Jedi haters, YouTube's got a channel for you. Last Jedi has got problems. It's better than Rise of Skywalker. I don't know. I do. Yeah, it's good they both got problems. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so yeah, the Shadow Council is cool to see because we always like that. It, it remind, it's, it's reminiscent of A New Hope when he's, they're sitting at the table and you have all those characters sitting around like, who are these guys? Like... And then you eventually get stories played out about them over the years. That's what this feels like. We mm-hmm. get stories about each of these characters at some point. General Monty, you mean? Yes. Wolf, we, or Wolf. Wolf Yularen. Wolf Yularen, yeah. <laughs> Who we saw in Andor. Yes. So they go back to Navarro. Uh, unites the Mandalorian you know class. I, I got to bring this up, too. I totally forgot about this. So, so that scene, right? They're all holograms around. And he's walking around, spinning and talking to all of them and doing this move, like, turning around. 
what are they seeing on their end? Like, is he walking and all of a sudden he's backs to them? Like, how yeah, does it, that, how does all of your technology work? Or are those guys walking around and turning around, but they keep focus like straight? Like, how is this working? It all depends on how the holographic projector and the settings they do it. But like, I can't, like, think about think about Grand Admiral Snoke. Snoke wanted to, or not Grand Admiral Snoke, Imperial Leader Snoke. His hologram was. 50 feet tall. Well, so, but so was the Emperor's when he's talking to Vader in Empire Strikes Back. And he's yeah. a huge... But, like, you didn't see the Emperor, like, cut to the Emperor live action. He's t- doing circles and walking around. I can't remember if there's been another scene where someone's, like, yeah, standing around holograms, walking around. Like, what are the holograms they, they have shown holograms from two different... Like, who's having a conversation? Yeah, they're usually holding each a other. communicator. Or they have something there, but I'm just... Yeah, you gotta let that go. Because like, it was funny though. I never thought that. I wanted, I wanted to do like a skit where you see where he's talking to somebody, he turns around, and the guy's looking. Why am I just looking at his back right now? Well, that's Shazam <laughs> when they're having the conversation across the city, and he goes, he's talking to him. Uh, Sylvana's talking to Shazam. He's like, "Are you talking? I can't hear you. You're like a mile away." <laughs> okay, whatever. You know, it's the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they, our our heroes, go back to Navarro. You know, but this is also. I want to bring up that. You know, they they brought they brought him back to be the villain. It's like I thought we were done with this character, oh. like uh, Moff Gideon. Like I thought we beat him already. <laughs> and no, then he comes to, back at the end of each season. Uh, and at and the it's end stupid. of each season. This is the Joker. Like you know, what you should do with well, Moff Gideon. How about we just kill him? No, no, but you don't want that. You don't want that. I don't. Hey, if they kill Thrawn at the end of wherever they're going, I will be. Upset because it's a loss. You know, you you team up with a character like that. I mean, Moff Gideon seems like such a weak villain. Well, it's because he keeps getting beat, but he keeps getting away. He's he captured. We've only seen him. Luke take him. I can't remember who takes him at the end of season two. No, Luke doesn't. Or someone. No, no, the the Imperial. They have him down. Like, and then he got broken out. And then he goes and builds the clones, or they they already developed. He's had different bases and stuff. I'm fine with that. He's. Again, I don't, want my, I don't want my villain. Nah, well. He gets captured. He gets, I think he dies in this one. I hope he dies at this end. No, nah, there's clones. Well, once they establish that he's got multiple clones, he ain't going anywhere. A weak villain. Somehow weak. Gideon came back. Yeah, right. I, I don't understand his character. Like, the costume. What is he? Is he an android? I, I, I know he, he might has, be a Mandalorian. But, like, he clearly has the breastplate of Darth Vader. Like, that's clearly what he has. He has he's well, a Darth Vader look. Yeah. I don't know. We're not there yet. But he obviously has m- mechanical armor because you can hear it when he's in his fight with uh, Din. A little bit, yeah. It's giving it. It's powered up. It's, it's got. A sim- it's a. It's a silly. No, no, because he said he's using the armor is also utilizing the dark troopers, which were robots that were powerful. So that's what that is. His robotic parts are built into it. Probably so when he's when he's so punching, it's he's got Darth much Vader. Okay. So they, just, they, the did the same, they did the same thing the sequels did. You know what we're going to do? We're just going to redo the same stuff again. Like, okay. You notice that his helmet, as well as the armor's helmet, has these spikes on them, which is reminiscent of Darth, Darth Maul, Maul, who had created... Maybe. Back in the, yeah, maybe. Maybe, or <laughs> maybe. it's just cool. I don't, I, it, I don't know. It is cool. <laughs> Fourth time here, I go. They get on Navarro. <laughs> mother, Bo-Katan is going with the, the clans, but while that's happening, uh, and they're going to... They're they're setting up that they're going to do a recon of the surface of the Mandalore, and they're going to take. I'll you know I'll go. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. They all have that moment. But before they leave, you know, Grief Karga gives Dinjarin the new IG12 we talked about. You know, it's cool. Yes, yes. No, 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 no. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, I thought it was really really funny. On Mandalore, they meet a bunch of surviving clansmen. Uh, two actors we know have seen a billion things, including the one who played. Uh, Skinny Pete or whatever from 
uh, Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. Better Call Saul and the other guy. And of course, again, this episode's called The Spies. Perhaps when they say, hey, we know where we can go, I'm thinking maybe one of those guys is a spy because they're taking him somewhere and they're setting him up. That's one of the spies, maybe. You know who's another one of the spies? Axe Wolves, when he goes, I'll go for help. <laughs> you know, I was waiting for that reveal, which didn't happen. Obviously, the uh, whole idea when the armorer goes, I will now go up to the fleet and take the injured. It's like, that's why that week in between, there was speculation of who are all the spies. Turns out none of them. None of them. None of them. Uh, the whole Mandalorian scene, it was good. Okay, so help me out with this part. Again, I, you know what? I have to, you know, we're, we're, we're picking at the bad parts. It probably sounds like we're picking at it more because I'm trying to say that if we just go, yeah, it was great. That was cool. That was cool. That was cool. It's I more about like having a conversation. As, as the previous two seasons. So the pro- so. problem I had was they're racing to get to the spot they tell them to. And then they see this mountain in the distance coming alive. And then they're just heading right towards it. Now, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Because the ship that they're in, that little skip thing, doesn't matter. It's not important. And maybe they knew that going into it. It just seems, because we don't know what at the time. So I'm like, like stop. Slow down. Don't go right to it as the thing smashes the ship. So I was a little taken aback by that. But again, I guess it doesn't matter. So let it go. It just seems like we're heading right towards it. Now we got to fleet up. Oh, you know, this reminds me, it reminds me of Cloverfield. Oh, no, the monster's coming for us. You're in a helicopter. Why don't you go higher? <laughs> it can only go so high. Sorry. That, that Cloverfield ending made me mad. <laughs> Bo-Katan gives her whole thing where she tells everybody she surrendered to Gideon. Muff Gideon, so that the night of a thousand, you know, shortly after the night of a thousand tears, hoping that they would spear, spare her people further harm, but of course they didn't. So they're all kind of taken in, and they're kind of building her character up. Again, I know the show's not called the Bo-Katan show, but you know what? Where else are you going to do this? You're going to have to have these characters have mm-hmm. relevance. Somewhere. I don't mind Bo-Katan in the show. I thought she was good in this show. Yes, I do too. She's not. She's not a problem with the show at all. Bo Starbucks Katan, yeah, as her call sign. Do you think she gets free Starbucks when she goes to Starbucks? I'm Starbucks. I'm here for my drinks. So, so we had the whole sequence where they're in the yes, where they're where they're going there. Eventually, the door closes and they get separated. For some reason, Bo-Katan doesn't just cut open that door to help out her hey, Mandalorians hey, are getting it. you know whatever. And then she gets out, and but one has to stay behind. So that was all fine. You know, you can you can Paris pick at that. Stay behind, but all right. They had to show how good the guards. But were. But he gets and... stayed behind. Yeah, yes, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. He was cool. He got enough cool. He's also a character. Who was like, what 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 dick thing is he going to do now? But well, I mean, I was okay that he died. But if they would have killed, I, for some reason, like when they, it, he could die so Axe could live. That's really what it came down to. Axe doesn't sacrifice himself when he's when they're crashing the ship and later in the episode, he's like, and I'm gonna blow the hole out and I'm gonna fly away. I was like, thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah, and obviously we get the introduction of the Gideon's uh, Praetorian guards <laughs> who kill Paz Vizsla, which brings us to the final episode, chapter twenty-four slash eight, the return. What is the return in this one? Who returns? Is Luke Skywalker? Does he return? The Mandalorians return. Is it is it Thrawn? Does Thrawn return? No, the Mandalorians return back to Mandalore. Power. No, they've already returned because they're already on Mandalore, but now they return to power. So there's a the whole scene where they're trying to escape. Uh, as you talked about, they're the the Mandalorian ship. We we find out that okay, we're going to get into the smaller vehicles. I'm kind of like, why are you sacrificing the big vehicle? Don't you need it? But again, I probably should just say it's not important. They need another big ship. They'll get another big ship. Mm-hmm. But we do. We are established in this universe. Like when she loses her castle and loses this, we're like, well, what do they have? Do they have anything? And I guess I should just look back and go. Well, now they have an imperial base. So. It's not important. And again, I guess they they've told us this. We watched this show. What did the show do? One of the coolest things was uh, the Mandalorian spaceship. Second season, yeah. gone. We're like, okay, I guess it's not a big deal. We'll just get you another one, another cool ship. So maybe I should not get attached 
to the equipment that much because you're going to go like finally they've got you know a fleet of it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. the rebels the star wars rebels always can get another mon calamari vessel or something i guess i should i should let that go yeah you should yeah, but we do have some really cool, you know, tie interceptors and tie bombers. Yeah. Um, you know, my my whole childhood's like, oh my god, it's tie interceptors, tie bombers. That's, you know, where have you been? Uh, which is great. I'm waiting for my tie defender to make an appearance. General uh, oh, Grand Admiral Thrones, yeah, yeah maybe. Because tie defender was in the tie fighter game on the PC, and it was the coolest ship to fly. Uh, we get our final battle with. Well, first off, he destroys all the clones. You know, he's got Grogu with him the whole time, which is all fun. And he so are these clones? Up. They're force-sensitive clones utilizing that he finally perfected. He was just days away from emptying the tanks out, but they all died because um, he pushed a button saying, you know, purge. So they have the ability to do force-sensitive clones. So and they, they would all be made the emperor he wanted, right away. Well, no, no. He had his own plan. That's okay. just it. That, now, this part I'll, I'll accept. Not all of the Imperial warlords are like, we all have to get back and get the emperor back. They each have, like, I want to be in charge. And that's from the books, too, is like, it's not about the emperor. He he messed up. I need to be in charge now. Sure. So Gideon's whole I, thing yeah, was, was that, like, yeah. I'm going to make a whole planet, and they're all going to be me, and I'm going to be in charge of all of them. Weird, but I accept it. If he, you know, again, the whole thing where he gets. I love that. Like, so you make your clones. They're force sensitive. They're more powerful than you now. They're going to take over you. It's really what it. Well, what would put, be the he, end game? He there, programmed right? in there that they have loyalty to yeah. their father or something. Order Who 66. knows? Yes. Execute. Uh, yeah, we had you know Grogu. Comes in, does his part with the force bubble to keep the explosion away. That was All good. good. Like you said, Axe gets out, destroys that base. Part of me was like, don't destroy the base. You beat them all. That could be your base now. But I had to let it go. The base is fine. The, for- the fire ended and then, like, there was still stuff around. But you know what I mean? It's like one of those things where I'm like, as we're watching it, but also my, my kid's like, why would you destroy the base? It's like, don't worry about it. Next episode, they'll have built another one because that's how they're going to go back to the dome city and I'll do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they well they reset. Actually, I don't think we're going to be bothering. I think this is the end of dealing with anything on Mandalore for a while. At least, at least that's why I feel. Well, yeah, I think yeah, they uh, they restarted the Great Forge. They you know, Dinjarin finally formally adopts Grogu. All that's good. One part I somebody was saying like uh, I thought about this too is they've established that the armorer in this season gave a piece of Beskar armor to Grogu. Yeah, they never hidden used under there, it. Which is fine. I mean, again, I can't complain that they didn't do the cliche that I was expecting them to do. Yeah. And people said, like, I, well, if you, if you tease that here, why didn't you pay off there? Did you think that was coming? Well, yeah. Well, then maybe that's why they didn't do it, because they'd want to give you everything you've always thought mm-hmm. was the same. Maybe there's a reason you should give the same thing. Maybe that is the correct way to do it. It could be next season they utilized it. Like, oh, yeah, remember that? No. So, uh, and they... You know, they also basically the the armorer says, "All right, now go do your uh, do your thing and go have your secret event, secret uh, smaller adventures, which is great because we can have those for the fans who want them to go get bounties, and then we can also have them come back whenever we need the big story." Uh, I've heard speculation people thought that the armorer, that Dinjarin, might have been apprenticed to the armorer. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we don't know anything about the armor. I don't think I don't think we ever will either. I think that's this, what the character is. They did armor did have that awesome moment when they were flying in and they were they were on the they had a jetpack fight, which was fantastic. But like the camera like turns and she comes like flying in and just with a hammer. I was like, oh yeah. Good... How, how cool was it when Bo-Katan was leading with the dark saber with all of them? It's like, like this is a cartoon. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. Dark saber got destroyed, just like Luke's did in the Last Jedi, which then is. Completely fine again in Rise of Skywalker. Uh, if the dark saber is gone, I'm okay with that. It's cool. <laughs> I guess. I mean, Ninjaran goes to the rebel or the 
not the rebel base, whatever that is. And yeah, he, outpost, he basically says, you know, he's going to start taking honest contracts from him. I thought that whole scene was good. He's 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 the cool cowboy coming in. Yeah, you're going to take it. You know, it's a good deal. He's like, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I he's he's grown now. He he works for the New Republic. He likes droids. I mean, this is no. no and also, I thought that was nice when. Um, Grogu sees the IG head, head above the bar mm-hmm. as a, a piece. That actually goes back to those heads were used in the original Cantina as just a device that he eventually turned into IG-88. If you watch the original oh, Cantina okay. scene, you'll see a bunch of them. So that was a nice little, I thought, a nice little callback to that. But obviously he goes back to Navarro and he takes the uh, the land that was offered to him by Grief Karga and then also IG-11 is now rebuilt and he is the new marshal, which I like that. IG-12 now. It says IG-11. IG-12 was the empty machine, but... Oh, maybe I'm reading. Hang on. Hang on. I'm getting my answer here. I have he's, the answer. He's rebuilt by the... IG-12, IG-11 is what it says on IMDb. So that's what it, it says both. <laughs> it says both. Well, that sounds definitive. Voiced that, by Tonka Wakaka. So. He's screwing up the wrong word. And that brings us to the end of the season. Did this conversation change anything? in your Not mind? really. I, it's we've talked about it for a very long time. <laughs> yes, we did. Well, we had a lot to do here. Hopefully, people will be listening to this over multiple car rides, or they just went oh one. They, they look at oh, they go like oh. like six hours, and I listen to those guys. Yeah, no. I, again, there's I'm the Mandalorian was good and it's good, but there's other shows I want to see. I want to see more Andor. You know, like I know which is I, crazy. You never would have thought that no, before you saw exactly. Andor. You're like Andor. I'd rather see Obi Wan Kenobi. You know. Like this, yeah, that's exactly so. Uh, I did notice that, okay, so this season, the music, they actually replaced Ludwig Gornson. He was replaced by uh, Joseph Shirley, who did yeah, that, Ludwig. but they still they still used his, his oh, well, he also, yeah, yeah, they used his theme. I thought the music was fantastic, as always. He also did the music to um, Black mm-hmm. Panther and Wakanda Forever, the drums and all that stuff. He's done a lot of great music, actually. Or maybe just two things. I'm trying to remember if there was more than that. <laughs> he did... His films are as follows. Yeah, see? The big one. Marley and Me. Ah, uh, yes, Marley and Me. We're the Millers. Creed. Black Panther. Yeah, see, Black Panther and Wakanda Forever are his big ones. Creed 2 and everything, but... Yeah. Oh, he also came up with a theme for the Boba Fett one, which is those guys that, mm-hmm. which I think is just fantastic too. Uh, yes, I love this show. Uh, we, you may find that hard to believe after listening to how many things I nitpicked throughout the season, but I really did like the show. I always looked forward to it, and I always was like, "Oh, it's over already," and would fly by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to more. I'm looking more. I'm looking forward to Ahsoka. Hope they don't mess that up. Got a bunch of the rebels in there. That's gonna be fun. Got Thrawn. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out and still listening to us. It is very much appreciated. We will continue going forward. You'll hear us next uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy, probably. Unless we, watch, unless we watch Shazam before then. Oh, Shazam, then. yeah, Jesus. Guardian Galaxy, two weeks. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. We're going to cry. We're going to cry. Maybe. Drax the is dead. Emotion. They're yeah. killing Drax. I'm telling I'm, I'm saying it right now. It's a, they're, they're secretly making you think they're going to kill Rocket. Not killing off a CG character. They're killing off the human who doesn't want to do the show anymore. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe kill off a bunch of them. Bite your tongue. All right, guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Joel. We'll talk to you next time.